Carol Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome to another night of the Afterlife Chronicles right here on WLTKDB.com. You guys know the site, WLTKDB.com there. It's a Thursday night, July 21st, uh, almost shooting right into August here. This month has flown by super, super fast. We have a great guest tonight before we bring her in, just a couple of announcements as usual. So Voices of the Dead, hosted by Kenneth Drake, uh, comes on right after mine at 10 p.m. Eastern. So it's a fabulous show. So make sure to check that out. And of course, uh, like I say on uh, every episode, make sure if you haven't uh, listened to the other shows, uh, all kinds of different uh, shows about the paranormal, psychic mediumship, you name it. A great host. It's a great team of people. I'm very, very happy to be a part of this station. And of course, I'm your host, Nicole Strickland. Uh, let's see, OC Paracon tickets, uh, October 1st and 2nd in Anaheim. And we're already in July, so a couple of more months to go. Tickets are still on sale, so you might want to check that out at ocparacon.com as well. And then I made an announcement on Facebook. I'm very uh, proud to say that I uh, am now represented non-exclusively by RK Entertainment. And so it helps to... Um, uh, have uh, amazing uh, types of events at colleges and universities, corporate events, uh, theaters, you name it. So I'm very, very happy to be a part of that family, excited to see where that journey will uh, take me. So two minutes in and already need water, folks. And so let's see what else. Uh, uh, you can follow us here, WLTKDB, just with that handle on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, you name it, WLTKDB. Afterlife Chronicles, at Afterlife Chronicles and beyond on Facebook, of course, author Nicole Strickland.com. And then just real quick, I read an article. I don't want to take up too much time because we have a great show tonight. But I read an article and it was on uh, BigThink.com and it was titled, After Death, You're Aware That You Died, Say scientists. And this is interesting. So the evidence that many of these scientists are, are unearthing is that there's a certain neurological phenomenon associated with the near-death experience. So what they're seeing is a surge of electricity in the brain moments before actual brain death. And so in a 2013 study by the University of Michigan, I guess on rats, they found that they were, they were in a hyper alert state moments before death. And then, of course, Dr. Sam Parnia with New York University's Langone Medical Center has uh, uh, done a lot of research in NDEs. And so he uh, and his team have, have strongly feel based on evidence that NDEs are caused by reduced blood flow coupled with um, abnormal uh, electrical uh uh, behavior in the brain. So that could be where, you know, where a lot of people see that tunnel right after they die, the tunnel that goes into the light, it may arrive from that surge of electrical impulses. And then of course, the evidence is uh, suggesting that the cerebral cortex is alive two to 20 seconds after death. 
So they're uh, trying to discover how consciousness can exist for between those two and 20 seconds after physical death. And then uh, Dr. Parnia said too, that in his studies, it can take hours for the brain to actually shut down. So a uh, very interesting article. And again, the title is uh, After Death, uh, You're Aware That You've Died, Say Scientists. And again, that's on bigthink.com. Okay, so now to the meat of this episode. Very, very excited to have this guest. We've been communicating through email the last uh, few weeks. Uh, Lindsay Sharman, uh, her website is rogueways.org. Org. So, uh, oh, excuse me, I can't talk tonight. Two wires aren't connecting. R-O-G-U-E-Ways.org. She is a shamanic healer and teacher who recovered from severe childhood trauma in order to bring transformative teaching and healing first to students in public schools and now to people of all ages and fans of her shows, two shows here, Rogue Ways and Middle Path. She is an author of six books and an experiencer of different paranormal realms and states of consciousness. And she offers spiritual teachings, uh, spiritual services, healings, blessings, courses, and organ and crystal jewelry to empower people to uplift and heal themselves. So quite a, uh, quite a bio there. So Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me tonight. How are you? I'm fantastic, Nicole. It's so good to be here with you. I know we, uh, like you said, talked a lot through email, so it's nice to finally meet and be able to chat. Yeah, absolutely. I know it's been a few weeks now that we've been emailing back and forth, and it's so funny. I don't know why I'm, I'm needing all this water all of a sudden. We're... I've Anyways, been yeah, so, so dehydrated, so hot everywhere, so I've, oh my... I've got my coconut water. We're good. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I think so. It's, I mean, it's, it's like Florida here in San Diego. It's crazy, so I think that's it, but it's just like, oh my gosh, I have like five water bottles here. Hello. Uh, my fans know that I generally have at least four drinks at all times. <laughs> oh my gosh, you beat me. I'm always, oh my God, I, it's so <laughs> embarrassing. I'm always chugging water. It's hilarious. Seriously. So, anyways, again, thank you so much for joining. I'm probably going to have to have you on more than once because, you know, you have a lot of uh, experience, a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge to share. So I thought, if you don't mind, maybe we can start with um, your background and how it led into all of the work that you do today because you're very multifaceted and in, in everything that you do. Yeah, so. it all it all kind of bled together, you know. I've always had a lifelong passion for helping people. That's what led me into teaching. I've always had a lifelong passion for reading and writing. That's why I taught English and eventually wrote books. Um and I've always had a lifelong connection to, you know, what we could call the other side or spiritual realms, spiritual beings and that sort of information and um, connection has always been just a part of my life so much so that I didn't realize that it was there at all. <laughs> you know, it's just what life was, you know, and it took me a long time to understand that not everyone has this connection as clearly or understands things as clearly. And, you know, not to say there aren't many who understand or can do other things much more clearly than myself, but just that it was always present. And, right. uh, and so eventually, you know, this led me to do what I do now, which is, you know, to write and publish my books and share them. Many of those are channeled uh, directly from these sources and these other beings. Um, and also to share my teachings and my um, guidance spiritually with others who are seeking. I do offer those courses, like you said. Uh, so I do a lot of teaching. I also teach one-on-one -on -one, and I work with people one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, mostly via Zoom uh, through uh, all sorts of issues that they're having, spiritual and otherwise, uh, but mostly spiritual. I do some shamanic healing and 
blessings as well, like you had mentioned. And all of this just sort of came out of all of those interests and, and life paths that I was, you know, already wandering down and sort of came together. And I like to tell people, you know, I was sort of forced into it all. Um, you know, as much as I love it uh, and chose it, I also felt like I couldn't have escaped it even if I wanted to. So, <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a part of your, you know, your fabric and, you know, a lot of people that, um, you know, have gone through and I, you know, we've all gone through trauma in our lives and in challenging times, but it, I admire you in the sense that you taken those experiences and you've channeled them to create something very beautiful and very positive. So not everyone can do that. So hands off to you for, for, you know, having the insight to, to, you know, look within yourself and, and, you know, examine what went on and, you know, you're now on this path of helping a lot of other people. So, and it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, I, you know, I was reading up on your, on your bio and your books and it's, you know, it's very commendable. So Thank you um, so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So would you say, and I don't know how much, you know, you want to talk about, you know, some of your trauma, that's, that's up to you, but would you say that, uh, what you've experienced throughout your life, has that helped you to have a different viewpoint on, uh, spirituality, the paranormal, things like that? Has it reshaped it for you? Do you think or yeah I guess no one's ever put it to me quite like that and I don't mind talking about any of it I definitely went through a lot of trauma um what has been helpful you know through it all uh is or rather you know in, in spite of it all is that I do have such a deep understanding and uh connection with that other side like I said and it's it manifests in this sort of unshakable faith um, I actually had someone say to me once that I needed more faith, but what they meant was I needed their religion. And I said, uh, oh, I, yeah. I don't know if anyone has more faith than me. Uh, I mean, I think there are people who have as much, but I have uh, literally could not convince me of anything, but that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience because I've been there so many times in so many ways and had so many profound synchronicities and, you know, these miraculous things happen to me that I'm like, you know, even when I suffer very deeply, uh, which I seem to still do, no matter how much I've healed, we all have our cross to bear, right? We all do. We all do. Absolutely. <laughs> but no matter how much I've suffered, I always have that perspective of, well, this is temporary. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there's actually a reason for it, a purpose for it, which a lot of people don't want to talk about because it sounds really unfair to them. Um, and all of it led to something actually good. And I don't say that as just a way to like sugarcoat it and, you know, come on guys, we'll just keep going. I mean, that's actually what I found is that even the darkest, I mean, I'll just share that when I was young, this is the worst uh, trauma that I experienced. I was actually tortured by a dentist um, who did not use Novocaine and Oh my gosh. And oh, purposely no. gave mm -hmm. me, you know, reasons to come back again and again, let's just say it, and that's the lightest that all I could describe what he did to me. And so that's horrifying. I mean, that's deep physical, mental and emotional torture. Um, and even that I have found uh, this purpose behind and this reason for, and this also deeper understanding of how the whole universe works based on that as a large part of that you know, came back to me as this um, past life memory that I recalled. Yeah. Right? And, and they're all connected. It's all connected. And so yeah, I just absolutely. have this deeper understanding. And 
I wish I didn't experience that in some ways, but at the same time, if I didn't under experience that, I wouldn't have as profound an understanding of how each life leads to the next and the next, and they're all connected. And you really did choose all of it. <laughs> um, you know, that's, yeah, that's a good point. And it's almost like you've, you had that knowledge, but maybe in your, in your, you know, blueprints, let's just name them that, that maybe you had to endure some of these experiences and maybe as a reminder that, you know, you do have this innate knowledge of, you know, the, the intricacies of the universe and, and, and how it works and operates, just a thought there. But uh, you talk about past life memory recall of six lives, lives. And then you say, um, not only recalling those, but healing from the, the cluster, and you put it as maladies connected with each. Can you elaborate on that? I yeah. find that interesting. Yeah, so six, I mean, six lives, that's, that's pretty in depth. And, and they were all, uh, just like I said before, they're all not really chosen by me. I didn't go to a past life regressionist or even try. I didn't think to myself, you know what, I'd like to remember some past lives. I just followed my path. I just did my practices. You know, I just connected deeply with myself and that just brought these things forward for me. And so, uh, you know, for example, one of the lives I remembered uh, was, and this is maybe one of the one of the worst ones. What I share with people is that every single one of them was actually really horrible. All of them were very, very horrible to the point where by the time I had remembered my sixth life, I was going, have I ever had an easy life? Like, have any of my lives been positive or and I didn't think so. I thought maybe not because this life's been just insanely hard. And all those lives I remembered are the worst things that have happened to me, because um, when you remember something like this, for me, at least, it is like you are experiencing it and have experienced all of it, therefore. So, and all of them were these deep, horrible traumas. And I started to wonder if I just broken over and over again. Is this just how life goes? And I actually had a a dear friend of mine now, Catherine O'Shea. She's she would be a great guest for you as well. She, um, you know, brought back yet another memory, and and this memory and this message from one of my guides was that not all your lives are horrible. They're not all bad. You're just, you just chose this life to heal like a bunch of stuff from all of them. And so that's why like, this is what's coming up over and over again. Uh, but you know, it, it gets better. <laughs> like things have actually been good many, many times um, in the past. But I, you know, one of the lives that I remembered and recalled was a life where I was torturing others. And I was experiencing torturing others and I was experiencing thinking this was a very good thing I was doing and that it was appropriate to do so and that I should do it and that I was doing a service to my my country or my king or something. It was all wrapped up in like military or kingship somehow, you know, and that that was what was good and true. And I should be doing this person deserved it and we needed maybe information from them or whatever. All of these things were what I was feeling and thinking while I was doing this and feeling totally justified about it. And, and in that life, it took me a while, but one day I finally, like, while I was torturing someone, I had this moment of empathy and it like shattered me. And I realized what I had been doing all along had nothing to do with honor or in my job or my role or my duty. I was just harming another soul. I was just inflicting all of this pain and it wasn't in fact creating anything good. It was just creating pain and torture. And I broke and I became this severe alcoholic and I was sitting in this gutter basically and and this is back in you know times when torture was probably a lot more common oh gosh <laughs> I, I know my right? goodness my right. goodness yes it was awful and I 
And I had this whole experience with that. And so when I got, you know, came back to sort of consciousness in this life, I was like, well, no wonder I was tortured in this life. I mean, there is like a karmic balance that actually is, you know, taking place. In fact, it's very possible that that dentist who did that to me is one of the people who I tortured in that life. You know, that's it. You know, I've always thought too, with past lives, a lot of the people that we associate with and meet in our current life, we've met in past lives. I mean, I've even, uh, I have two dear friends and we talk all the time, like, oh my gosh, we, I'm, I'm sure we've known each other in past lives. And so you brought up a good point. I think that, you know, I think it's good for people to examine and be open to examining what goes on in past lives, past life regression, because in a way it's stepping stones and, and building blocks for the next, because it's the soul that's, you know, constantly trying to mature as it moves through. So, wow. Yeah. It's, it was very intense. And uh, you know, all the other memories I've had come back also played some role and some of them are connected to my physical ailments. You know, I've had uh, past life memories where my throat was cut and another one where my throat was cut and another one where I was strangled. And I'm like, but, but in this life, I have a very severe thyroid condition here. And ever since I was little, I hated when anyone came near my neck with anything. It, of it freaked me out, right? Um, irrationally so. And so I'm like, well, now both of these things make sense, right? I had one where I was such a haughty, like a just arrogant, really selfish person, woman. Uh, and I had this man who I just controlled, like he just did whatever I wanted him to do. And I just thought I was so amazing and he was trash and he deserved me to control him and all I deserved to have this control. And he one day snapped and broke and he stabbed me back here in the, in the back, right under my shoulder blade and other horrible things I won't mention. And in this life, I have lots of back problems, but one of them just centers in this one location that no one can get to like release and massage or anything my whole life. And if I'm ever getting slightly arrogant, that area just like burns and hurts. That's <laughs> the correlations are just insane with this. Every you single know. memory I've had has some physical, mental or emotional connection to my experience in this life. So the pre or the previous life to this one, what are some of the similarities and correlations to that that you can recall or that you that you want to talk about, of course, that you're uh, that actually is with. the most recent in time, the one I just described. Oh, um, OK. Yeah. OK. It, time, timeline wise. But I don't necessarily know that our soul experiences things in linear time. You know, I don't know that that. It matters to us living here as uh, what the timelines are, but I don't know that the soul cares. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> I've thought about that too. I, you know, I question time is a funny concept and I, and I, yeah. I don't, I do not believe it's linear. I think that it's, it's an illusion in this. That's how I put it. An illusion for me, for us here, that it seems like it's linear, but I just, it, it, I don't think it is. I, so yeah, I don't, I can't imagine consciousness is limited by no time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, oh, gosh, such such interesting discussion. So do you think I mean, this is kind of a silly question. It's kind of like, duh. But do you in your opinion, how do you think our past lives shape our current life and even our future lives? Do you think it's going to be situations where uh, people will have experiences in past lives and then have kind of a correlation in their next life? And, then, and that's how it goes on and on and on until whatever you know, needs to be worked out is, is will be worked out, so to speak. 
Yeah, I, I think it's exactly like that. And it seems uh, that all my experience supports that as being true that um, and that that's essentially what karma is, right, is that we have free will um, right. to do literally anything we want. Um, we do what we have the knowledge and capacity for in any given life. And then the and then the effects come from all of those causes. Right. We we act in this way and here's the effect of it. And karma is as simple as you know, I'm cutting something and I do it too fast. And so I cut my finger. It's not that I'm being punished that I cut my finger. It's that I chose to cut something in this way that ended up cutting my finger. Like it's just, yep. that just is the effect of the cause. And so each life we're choosing, 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 doing, doing, doing. And each time we think we're, we're right. We always think we're right. We don't go and go, I'm going to do the wrong thing, right? Like even the most evil people genuinely believe that this is what they should do. There's right. some reason for it, right? And they they may be very twisted, but in their twistedness, even they think this is this is the best choice for me. This is the right thing for me to do. Uh, you know, even letting aside like what what is right and what is good. What this is just what your person, your free will, and your consciousness from your perspective has said. Well, this is the best I can do, or the the right thing for me to do, and so you do it. And here's the results of your actions, right? Exactly. Every time. And so, so do you, you. Um. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was totally interrupting you. Sorry about that. Have, now, do you do past life regression on people? Have you ever done that or just on yourself? Uh, I haven't even done it on myself. I All of these things have just come through, just vision, come through. vision. And uh, I, I go into what I just call spiritual space, uh, which other people might call like a trance or a deep meditation. And um, I'm, I may be a big weirdo because I don't latch on to many. Not at all. Or, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not in my book. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't tend to latch on to like the words and the phrases and the modalities and the names of them that other people use. So I don't do, I think, anything that anyone else does except tarot readings that and any mm. ching uh, readings. Those are maybe the things that I do that other people could recognize easily. But um, otherwise, what I do is all encompassing and it's um, guided by uh, my guides and whoever I'm working with their guides. And so I don't offer any specific like I don't say, OK, we're going to go in and talk to your guides and we're going to find a past life and we're going to do some past life healing or regression. I just say, you know, we're going to do a session and whatever it is that needs to happen is what we're going to do. Uh, and your guides are in charge of that. And that they know best. And even if you think of your guides as your highest self, which is at least one of your guides, right? <laughs> if not all of them. It should uh, be, right? Makes right. sense. That that knows better than I would know. It knows better than you would know. And so we're just going to follow that lead and uh, and do what, what needs to be done. So a lot of times I'm working with people, past lives come up. A lot of time I'm working with people, past lives don't come up. Um there's just, it's, it's variable, right? But all of the time I'm working with people, healing happens uh, and, and messages come through and things shift and, and lives tra transform because you can't be in connection with source energy and not heal and not receive something and not have a deeper understanding. And that's just what happens, <laughs> you know? And, and you can find that connection to source energy through so many modalities so many different healers and teachers you know not just me and so I have a lot less labels and that makes it a less easy I think sometimes for people to understand what it is I do and can help them with but I just have faith that the people who can feel my energy and, and know like that's the right energy for me that's what I need and that yeah that tends is, to work this is really really good advice um I see Nikki uh in the chat there uh Nikki 
He's asking how long is one of your sessions? Just FYI, I'm sure they you know range and you know between like a half hour, hour, hour and a half maybe. Yeah, generally a, a guidance session, which is where we go in and we communicate with your guides and allies and see what happens. And sometimes past lives come up and sometimes blessings happen and all kinds of things can happen. That's an hour. Uh, I don't do shorter ones because it's, it you know, it, it, it's a good amount of effort for us to connect and get into that space. So we may as well just use, use our time. Uh, exactly. Do, yeah. I do uh, also healing ceremony and sessions, which is a much deeper level of healing. And uh, it's a full on ceremony done uh, for you in your soul space. And uh, I also do those remotely. And the ceremony itself is um, a little bit over an hour uh, and a half. And you're in this during that time, you're just somewhere relaxed and receptive. Uh, and then after that time, we get on Zoom and I share and you share your experiences uh, and what took place. And, and those are, they're, they're more suggested for people who really have, you know, some deep blockages to release or who are thinking perhaps that they have other more negative things going on. Right. Uh, right. So, so do you see a, um, a commonalities with uh, people and how they understand that they're actually healing? So are there certain physical signs or certain behavior patterns that you see when you are doing these sessions and you know, as well as, you know, your client that that person's actually acknowledging the healing? Yeah. I mean, most, most of the time, uh, people, I, I hate to say things like this because I don't want people to come into it and then not experience some of this and think they're doing it wrong or something. But generally people will cry and they'll almost always say, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, I yeah. <laughs> that's, yep. just, that's how healing goes. Like, it's cool. Just let it out. And then um, a lot of times we'll yawn or our mouth will salivate a lot or we'll just have, even if we're not crying, our eyes will sort of leak um, and we'll just need to like stretch and move. We'll get those chills and things. We'll feel a, uh, strong energy somewhere in our body, or it might move around depending on what the healing is doing. Um, so it's different for everybody, uh, but those are some more common things. Uh, and afterwards, there's always a lot of, uh, I'll say symptoms as well. And, and that can range from like full on like synchronicities and messages that you start receiving on your own. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, that will increase often if you've experienced them or will begin perhaps if you never have. Uh, and then uh, you know, just your own shifting in yourself can have physical symptoms sometimes. Like people will have, you know, have you ever done a, like a juice cleanse or something like yes. that? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I actually have some examples where I've actually experienced, you know, um, even after a massage, I know this is different having um, the sensation of just being exhausted after yes. and all of that similar, but not quite the same, but thought about that. But yeah, chiropractic same. work as well. I remember I got adjusted once and then I was just sobbing after. Yes. Just sobbing. So right. similar, but you know, it reminded me of that. Yeah, very similar. So if anyone's ever had those types of experiences, those things can happen. So like you can get like a rash or you can get really exhausted and then people are like, oh my God, did something go wrong? And I'm like, no, this is great. This is your body releasing something because it's not as common knowledge, but it's absolutely true that our body holds those energies, right? Whatever it, from, from past lives, like mine's still lodged there in my back, <laughs> right? Um, to this life and, and different traumas and experiences in this life will also just be in different places. So when you receive spiritual energy work of any kind, um, I also do sound healing, right? And that will also produce these types of effects often. I had one woman who I did uh, just a 15 minute sound session for, and this isn't always... 
the case in a 15 short little, you know, sound session. So don't get your hopes too, but also don't <laughs> squash your faith. Like it could happen for anybody, but I did a short little sound healing for her and she had this long standing issue of not being able to swallow um, often. Uh, it just, she couldn't, she couldn't swallow. And it was this something, something energetic, right? And we did that and she could swallow again. Her doctors couldn't figure it out, you know, see, and I didn't go into it saying I'm going to heal your issue and you're going to be able to swallow. Just like always, I said, we'll see what we can do. We'll see what happens. Uh, and that shifted for her. So it, it, the range of things that can happen is huge. <laughs> oh yeah. I imagine. And I imagine intent does too. Like if someone's going in with the confidence that, okay, you know what, I'm going to heal. I don't know exactly when that will be, but I know it's going to happen versus having that cynical outlook and doubts of, Oh, I don't, I, I know. I don't, I don't think this can be done. I'm sure you see, you know, people that are positive and have that intent, a lot of, I would say more, um, more promising results, just a thought, but um, yes. you would think so. You're absolutely oh right. And yeah, when people come in with that, they, they definitely get better results. Although miracles happen for everyone. Absolutely. I like that. I love that. You know what? On that note, let's take our one and only break tonight. So you are tuning into the Afterlife Chronicles. I'm your host, Nicole Strickland. Tonight's guest is Lindsay Sharman, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Pete Orbea. Hi, this is Nicole Strickland. My name is Hero. My name is Sean Clem. Hey everybody, Cleek Keith here, author of Ghost of Greystone, Beverly Hills. I'm excited to invite you to the OC Paracon, which is going to be the first week in October. Now that's just some of the people you're going to meet at Orange County Paracon. That would be Anaheim's first ever paranormal conference. I'm Henry, the organizer and also the host of Paranormal Perception, inviting you to meet those people that you just saw. You'll meet everybody, including some guests, some people that we haven't even announced on the website. It's going to be a surprise. Everything, info, tickets available on that website, ocparacon.com. Hope to see you to kick off our favorite time of the year in Anaheim at OC Paracon. Take us with you on the go and download the new WLTK-DB mobile app. Search the App Store and Google Play under WLTK-DB Talk Radio. Download free today. The unexplained. It's all around us and usually supplies more questions than answers. You need answers. You need cross-country paranormal. Founded by Benjamin Young, CCP seeks to train, educate, and mentor anyone that has a passion for the paranormal. CCP is building a network of teams and investigations across the country, and all experience levels are welcome. Learn more about CCP on their website, ccpinvestigations.com, where you can find frequently asked questions, check out their equipment, follow their latest events, and of course, shop. Visit them now at ccpinvestigations.com. That's ccpinvestigations.com. Cross-country paranormal. All are welcome. All are family.
31 minutes past the hour there. You are tuning right back into the Afterlife Chronicles right here on WLTKDB.com. Of course, I am your host, Nicole Strickland. And tonight's guest is none other than Lindsay Sharman of rogueways.org. So R-O-G-U-E-W-A-Y-S.org. We have been talking about her journey into uh, and self-discovery, everything on what's led her down her path uh, to bring transformative teaching and healing first to students in public schools and now to people of all ages. Uh, she's an author of six books, an experiencer of all kinds of uh, paranormal realms. She offers all different uh, um, modalities and spiritual teachings and services and, and blessings, courses, you name it. So uh, go to her website, rogueways.org. And of course, if you missed the first half hour, that's fine. It will be archived for you on the majority of the audio listening platform. So, okay, so let's get back into this. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm just going to be blunt on this. I'm going to have to have you back because there's so many other little avenues we can take here. I would love to talk about your experiences with UFOs, alien species, and even abduction experiences, because it's not that often that you can get someone um, even someone credible on that that has had these experiences. So if you're willing, I would lo- I would love for you to share about that. Oh, for sure. Um, She's like, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I love I love talking about this stuff. I yeah. and I don't know how common my mix of experiences is, but I do have experience that seems to be um, more physical, and then I have experiences that are very much not at all physical. And so there's definitely seems to be a couple different things that are going on with the whole you know, we just have this umbrella of like alien UFO sort of ET things, but I'm not sure that some of this is extraterrestrial or alien at all. I, I, I think it just uh, seems that way to us and that it's more akin to perhaps what we would call angels or that like jinn or just interdimensional spiritual beings, right? Um, so that seems like one category of my experiences. And then the other category is this more physical sort of experience, which seems to have only happened to me for a short period of time. Perhaps it was happening when I was a really young child, and I just have no recollection or understanding of that. Um, But when I was a teenager, more so, uh, in my early teen years, I uh, especially would wake up uh, like vibrating. A lot of people may have had this experience. Oh, yes, yes. The whole like mm -hmm. bed seems like it's shaking, and it's very physical. And then suddenly I'm somewhere else. And a lot of those memories are very fuzzy and don't seem fantastically good. Um, and I seem to have had, uh, as far as I know, two different implants. And uh, I pointed them out. I pointed the one that I was aware of out to my mother. It was behind my ear here. And there was a, a bump. Uh, and as I could push on it, it would move. Like it was alive. Have you had like any like CAT scan or MRI to like just to try to see what that is? That I would be curious. uh, No, we were very, very poor. (laughs) And she also was like, that's um, just like a zit or something. I'm like, why is it moving that that people have this profound ability to dismiss things, myself included, when very strange things first started happening to me. 100% of them, I was like, it's the wind, it's the sun, it's swamp gas, like, you know, all the things that could be except that something paranormal and crazy was happening because I, because that's a lot to deal with. (laughs) It's a lot to accept that our whole reality 
is perhaps very, very different than what everyone is walking around pretending it is. Uh, and then what do you do with that once you do admit it? No one really, in my experience, especially back then, no one really wanted to talk about any of that. They didn't want to know why there was something behind my ear that seemed to move. They would rather just, you know, ignore it, dismiss it or whatever. So, you know, that's what people did. And then it was gone one day. Right. And, and this is interesting. So at this similar time, I didn't know that I seemed to have also had one back here in my um, left shoulder. But one day when I reached up, I realized something was it's still there. You can basically stick your finger like into my skin. There's no divot in the actual skin. The skin is smooth. It looks like nothing at all. But you can push in and there's just nothing there. Your finger could just go in. It shouldn't be like that. No one else's is like that. And it just seems like something was removed and scooped out. Um, and so I don't know, you know, uh, either of those things could also be something I just have never found an explanation to. But both right. of those were happy. They both appeared and then disappeared at the same time that these experiences of seeming abduction and time loss. Yeah, also, that's a big that's a big uh uh, uh, correlation from other people I've talked with time. And, and that's all before I ever read anything about it. The internet was not, it existed, but I didn't have access to it. And when, even when I did, I didn't understand what the point of it was or what I was supposed to do with it. Like I went to the heaven's gate cult webpage and, oh, and like <laughs> I did an episode on them. Yeah. Right? Was, uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> and then I went to like the tide detergent website because they had like a contest and those were like the two things I did with the internet for like two years that I had so I didn't have like I didn't go looking into these things and I wasn't uh in any way informed about them um but later when I started hearing podcasts about it you know 2008 or something whenever that was which is more than like 10 years later I was like oh that that happened to me oh my god that's what happened to me too so i started understanding oh maybe that's what that was maybe i was being abducted maybe i had an implant um or two and and then it just stopped i didn't have any implants anymore and i didn't have those experiences anymore and so do you can you recollect at all anything whether it was in like a an astral state or or a dream anything where you because some people can say, okay, I was lying on a table and there were these beings and they were working on me. Some people can remember that. Did you have anything like that that would suggest and and point to an actual implant? Um, or was it just no. what you... See, that's interesting. It's just that. But I did have... Um, one time I went outside to smoke a cigarette and I was, I was having a party at my house because my mom was gone. Uh, and so my friends were all there and we were all having this party and I went outside to smoke usually you go out to smoke if you've you know been in these types of situations with other people but for somehow i went outside alone to smoke and i was out there smoking i decided i'm gonna lay down on the grass while i smoke and i looked up at the stars um so i was watching the stars and smoking uh and then i was done smoking and i went inside and people were freaking out they were like lizzie where were you and i was like i was outside i was just having a cigarette and they're like no you weren't and i was like well you probably didn't see me i was laying on the grass they're like it's been two hours and I was what? Like, what? Oh my gosh. And oh they my showed me, I know I have chills right now. They showed me the clock and I just like, I just, I just didn't know what to say or do. And I just said, I was just out there for 10 minutes. And they were like, no, you were out there for two hours. See that that's to <laughs> me where, because, you know, we're taught, you know, the logical mind wants to try to make sense of what it sees and what it hears and, and whatnot. And we're taught, you know, we're taught, okay, 
you know, what is normal? You know, we're not from a young age, we're not given the opportunities to explore, you know, what's outside of like the four corners of the box. So I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, when you have these people that have had these experiences and they're documenting similarities and patterns, you, you, you can't dismiss that. I mean, there's something to it. And so the time loss to me is something physical happened right there. How else would they go outside and not see me? Even if I was laying in the grass, I was, had a cigarette. They should have seen the, the cherry of it. Right? it was and you were just out there like you didn't fall asleep or anything like that. Oh. You were just out there just smoking a cigarette, smoking a cigarette. as usual. I kind of remember that when I came back, my cigarette was just out. I was just holding a butt and I was like, well, that's weird, but I just, well, that's just so bizarre. Oh my I mean, gosh. that just happens sometimes. Right. So, yeah. So that, I mean, something physical seems to have happened then, but all my other experiences were very much astral. They were very much, and they were in connection with, again, these um, lights and things that I would see in the sky that would communicate with me telepathically that would come every time yes. I went out and asked them to, and never came physically um, I would see them change shapes and change and they just seem like they don't have sh form like we understand it. Um, and with those beings, I then started the other thing stopped. And this started where I started being uh, seemingly taken by them, but spiritually uh, to be shown and taught all kinds of things throughout the universe. <laughs> so that is so fascinating. I think, you know, just with cryptids and, and, and Bigfoot, for example, there's all kinds of different prevailing theories as to what they are is, you know, is he an interdimensional being? Is he a flesh and blood animal, you know, with, with aliens and different alien species, what are your beliefs and, and, and what they are and, and why they want to communicate with us? Because I do think there's a huge telepathic connection Yes, there. absolutely. There is. And, uh, and I've asked them, like, are you aliens or extraterrestrials like we think? And they're very much like, no, it's not like you think. Right, um, right. Or it's not like people think. And I do think um, a lot of what people interact with and experience is, is that this interdimensional being that is more spirit than anything else, but that it can manifest what we perceive to be physically. So it can look and stand in front of us. It could look like a Bigfoot if it wanted to. It could look like a plane if it wanted to. It could look like a bush if it wanted to. Um, it can look like whatever it wants to because it doesn't have a form. And it may even be that it's selecting from your mind the thing that you're most able to accept or deal with. That could be a thing that it is doing too. I'm not sure. Uh, and I think the physical experience is something else entirely. Uh, I don't even know for sure that that's actually extraterrestrial. Not that very much could be, you know, people have proposed that perhaps it's military that uh, uses various really advanced technology to do various experimenting on people. And that could definitely be, you know, there's a possibility that what our governments and militaries of the world have created or have access to is far, far beyond what we are told to believe they have. Oh, absolutely. absolutely right? Yeah. That's, so who knows? I mean, they could even create missing time experiences in that. I don't know that they can't. Right. So I'm not sure that that is alien either, but, uh, but one was definitely seemingly physical and the other was definitely seemingly just spiritual. Very interesting. Do you think that there are figments of our consciousness or maybe fragments of the whole collective consciousness sphere? I wonder. I, to be quite honest, I think everything is <laughs> right. I think, I think this is a hollow fractal universe and I think everything is uh, mental. It's all a projection of, of some consciousness or mind. And 
and we interact with it again in, in the way that we are able to perceive it. So just like we see like this very limited amount of the actual spectrum of light, uh, and we hear a very limited spectrum. And so these are the things and the ways we can perceive it. But what is its actual nature? I mean, you'd have to be God to know, right? You have to be sourced to understand, like, what is the whole spectrum? And how does it actually look or hear sound like, right? I, but that's beyond us, I think, in many cases. So yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and I, I, I kind of think out of the box like this, too. And it, 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 it's, it, I, I often ask myself, how is it I mean, is someone standing over there, is that person seeing and hearing the same thing that I am? Right. I mean, at all times. I mean, it, it, obviously, if you're in like a classroom and there's a teacher, you know, uh, you know, doing a lecture and, you know, the, the, the students are responding, obviously that's suggesting that, okay, they're hearing and they're hearing the same, you know, lecture and the same words coming out of the professor's mouth. But then I often wonder, oh my like, gosh, you know, is it, Am I seeing something different than everyone else? I mean, I don't know. My mind goes into all these. Yeah. Well, this it's is just, oh my God, it's crazy. It's like, it do we live crazy. in a matrix? I think we do in I think many we ways. Do. I don't think it's a trap, but I think it is like that. And that yeah. it is this hollow fractal projection that is everything. Everything is everything. And I don't think that means it's not important to make distinctions and that, you know, this is this type of phenomenon and that's that type of phenomenon. And we understand them because that's how we develop our discernment and our understanding. But even, um, you know, saints, for example, I've been really into Padre Pio again lately. I don't know if you know Padre Pio. I've heard, yes, I've heard the name. So he's, I just had, um, uh, oh, I'm going to forget her name. She wrote the medal, Carrie Ann Broski on my show. And she talks about, she wrote this really beautiful book and it's concerning Padre Pio. And, you know, one of the, and I'd heard about him before. He's this amazing saint who could bilocate and levitate and heal people and just had the stigmata and all these things. And very recent too, he died in the 1900s. So. Um, oh, wow. He, yeah. But he, uh, you know, gave a sermon, or if that's what it's called, uh, to a bunch of people, right? And they were from all over, because at this point in his life, he was more famous, and people would come pilgrimage to him and ask him for blessings and whatnot. So there was Italians there, and there was French people there, and there was African people, and there was people from everywhere there. And he gave a sermon, and everybody understood it. Not that's all just, of them spoke the same language. <laughs> see that, that to me that see, there's that universal consciousness. And I think, you know, there, there, there can be ways of understanding beyond just the spoken word. And then that's, that's an example of that. So just to show here uh, channel energy, I have been uh, healing with Lindsay for eight months. She has helped me tremendously. Awesome. And then of course, I forgot to flash this earlier. Candy Singleton, fabulous session. Love it. My teacher was Dr. Laura. Uh, I think it says, uh, I don't know if that's a, um, a mistype there. Dr. Laura, is it, I don't want to say loser, it's a, but it's, I know <laughs> it might be laser. I'm not, that's probably a mistype who wrote afterlife communication. And I love hearing this, uh, brings me back to my lessons four to four years ago. So great stuff. I mean, this is just, I, I love talking about, you know, the different aspects of, of the universe because it, I do think that we do live in a matrix, but there's so much out there. And I think it's in many ways beyond what us as mortals can really understand and comprehend. And it makes me, you know, wonder like, okay, once we get the, once we enter the afterlife or whatever dimension you want to call it, are we going to be granted the secrets to the universe? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe it's based on what we can understand and handle right? Like maybe that's exactly. part of the whole progression is just getting more and more perspective and more and more understanding and more and more nuance. You know, a lot of people will ask me like, well, why, 
I mean, I experienced that or like, why you? And I'm like, I genuinely, because I've seen people be looking at exactly what I'm looking at and then block it out of their mind completely. And then when I bring it up to them later and I'm like, you know, please tell me I'm not crazy. And you were there because now you're pretending like this didn't happen. Uh, And one of them finally admitted like, yes, I, okay. I, I remember I saw it, but don't ever talk to me about it again. Like they don't, it's, it's, there's some things that are actually really difficult for our consciousness to handle. And, and I think you experience exactly what you need to exactly when you need to. I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And um, I think too, uh, some people are, I think just more innately perceptive and I, I, I see that with you. I, I can sense that. And so I, and, and there's something, you know, people that I, and we've, like I said earlier, we've all had our, our trials and tribulations. We've all had challenges. I've, I've endured hardships. Everyone has at, at certain points in their life. But I think that those that have come out of trauma and have dealt with a lot of challenges really have something very special and very beautiful to offer the world. And so, you know, I think that that's your journey. And, um, you know, do you think that people that have dealt with or experienced uh, I would say extensive types of trauma. Do you think it somehow alters their brain chemistry or any sort of electrical activity in the brain, thus making them more susceptible? Oh my gosh, there's a spider on my wall. Hello. <gasps> Maybe it's an interdimensional being. Or yeah, true. There it is. It's the heat. The heat draws them in. So, right. um, so in other words, do you think that this um, alters brain chemistry or electrical activity in the brain, thus making that person more susceptible to, um, being more open to, you know, metaphysics or the paranormal subjects like that. I do. And, and in a way we could even make it really simplified and we could say, you know, every time you ride a bike, you're making it easier for you to ride a bike in the future. You're even making it easier for you to later ride a motorcycle. You're even making it easier for perhaps you to ride a unicycle or something, something that's not even that, that similar, but slightly similar, right? You're creating the grooves and the pathways and every time you do it it's easier than to go down those so it's also true every time you have an experience and you can stay with it in in objective presence and not run from it and not freak out and not block it out and not then you're able to have further and further experiences like that um Another side of that that seems related to me, at least, and hopefully it's not too much of a tangent, is I know most of these beings at least respect free will um, and uh, don't try to trick people. And what, and so if you have experiences with them and like I do, I go out every night and I'm like, hey, you guys out here, like what's going on? How are you doing? And so they're there and, and they say hello and whatnot. Um, and so if you go out and you invite that and you're actively openly asking for it, which I'm not necessarily recommending people do unless they want to have these experiences, um, but then it's easier for that to happen again. So your perception and your orientation and your willingness, um, all of those things play a role in that. Makes sense. Well said. And then two, um, yeah, I agree with that as well. And I, I think, um, you know, there's, there's all kinds of different beings out there and some of them get a bad rap, you know, some of them are often misunderstood, but I think there's that intent aspect as well, as well. And, you know, I've, I've heard from other people, um, you know, that have said the same thing. They've with intention, they've gone out outside, whatever in their backyard, wanting to experience contact with that different dimension and that being with that different dimension with, with great results. So 
I think intent plays a big role. We only have about nine minutes. I, I wanted to touch a little bit on your PK psychokinetic uh, poltergeist events. I don't know if we have time. I, I would love to have you back because there's, like I said, so many different avenues we can go down on that. But I wanted to, to ask you about that and what your experiences were with like psychokinetic types of energy and how that's affected you. Yeah, I I had a whole a whole experience. It was it was over a year um, that this was happening, and it was a very slow seeming sort of start. And I definitely mm -hmm. did not piece it together for a very long time, uh, making me in retrospect feel really dumb. But like we talked about, I everything has got to have an explanation. There's a rational reason for this. Like it's not what I saw it wrong or I understood it wrong, or it just wasn't what I thought or something else happened. And over and over and over again, I did that until uh, one day I could not deny it anymore. <laughs> but, right. um, but, you know, things would just uh, like jump off the table in front of me or, you know, move towards me or, happen when I was around. And uh, the thing that finally changed it, it's so I it's so silly how detailed I have to describe this, but you have to understand it to understand why it finally broke me. Um, there was a flashlight that was plugged into our walls, a rechargeable flashlight. Uh, and to turn this flashlight on, you have to pull it out of the socket, the part that plugs in the actual to the actual receptacles, like those two forks, right? Yes, you have to yes. Press a button. And while you're holding the button, also turn this back inside until it clicks in, then release the button. Now you can turn it on. It won't turn on if you haven't done all those things. You can turn on the on button all you want. And if you haven't done all those things, the circuit is not complete. Okay. That jumped off the wall and turned on in front of me. And I, and I just thought, oh, that's weird. And I picked it up and it was beaming. And I thought, wait, how is it beaming? It just fell off the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? How did it get back in? And then I realized all the things that had to happen for that to turn on. And I just like dropped it and ran. A oh lot my of my gosh. story, a lot of my stories end up with me running to my bed and covering with the blankets. Do um, you think though that these psychokinetic poltergeist like, you know, PK events occurred maybe when you were more self-aware maybe uh, your chakras were getting balanced at that point or at that moment or something like that. And you were just maybe coming into yourself more. You know, I, I, I don't yeah. know. Just thought I'd throw that out there because I'm wondering if, you know, when people do have those events, if that, if there's something like that going on where, you know, maybe it's chakra balancing or something to the effect of something's occurring between the mind, body and spirit. I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that is was definitely happening whether or not that's what caused this i don't know but i was definitely going through many transformations on a spiritual level um that's so amazing mm. but it also it seemed obvious to me at the time that it was uh an entity doing it you know not not me not my right. energy, right and that that it was trying to do that on purpose another really fun one was i had this experience where I, I basically traveled out to the center of the universe with the beings who are the more spiritual ones and not the physical ones. Um, and that was an amazing trip. And we could probably do like a whole episode just about that. But Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get to astral travel, dream walking, yeah. <laughs> uh, any of that. So we'll do that next time you come on. But I, I got back from that basically. And I thought, wow, that was a really trippy dream. And, and it got me fascinated in the universe and what it was like and what it looked like and all these things. So I went to the library and I got some Novas and I brought them back and put <laughs> nice. them in the VHS. And I was like, I need to know now. And 
uh, I was watching and it was showing me the exact same types of things I had seen. And I was like, wow. And yeah, I asked okay. myself, like, did I really go out to the universe last night? And right when I asked myself that, there was an explosion in front of me, just a tiny like spark, just psh, like shot. Oh my God, that is insane. Oh my gosh. Visibly. I I love hearing these experiences. <laughs> these, this is so, so cool. I mean, oh my gosh, sleep paralysis, astral projection, dream walking. There's all, I mean, uh, uh, inner, um, not shapeshifters is what I meant. So many different uh, paths we can take when we have you on again. So we have about five minutes left. Um, quickly about your books because you have six of them and counting and then yes. a little bit about both of your shows, Rogue Ways and, and Middle Path. So definitely yeah. want to hear about that. Thank you so much. I uh, The most recent book is my most directly channeled book. And so if you want to get a dose of wisdom from our, they call themselves our spiritual ancestors, which are the same beings that I've been describing this whole time as the, the spiritual sorts of UFOs. Um, that's This is their teachings and their words. It's called The Key of Transformational Healing. You can get that and any of my other channeled fiction and nonfiction books on my site, rogueways.org. And I'll write a little inscription for you, which is a message that comes through from your guides. It's short, but it's really good. Uh, and wow. or you can get it on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles if you would like it that way. Uh, I also have my um, first fictional novel, which is channeled, uh, is an audio book now and it's on Audible. So if you wanna listen to a really awesome story um, that has to do with the yugas, the dark ages and golden ages and humanity's uh, progression through them, this is an awesome book and you can listen to it now on Audible. Professionally produced, it's so beautiful. It was really well done. Uh, so that's available for anybody who wants to go grab it. It's Sign Curve of Aeons. Phytalis is the name. If you search for Lindsay Sharman, you'll also find it on Audible. And uh, I would love for people to come check out the show if they're interested in this or other things that I talk about on Rogueways. It's kind of everything. It's like community consciousness, uh, conspiracy even, and, and current events and all sorts of fun things. I have different people on. And then Middle Path is my show on Thursdays that I do uh, usually tonight at this time, but we're doing this instead, which has been so much fun. Uh, and I usually do uh, some spiritual teaching and we just explore some various spiritual traditions or looks are very eclectic and syncretic. So all traditions are my path. And that's kind of what the middle path is, is finding the way, you know, through uh, any given extreme. So all my shows are at 7 p.m. Mountain or 9 p.m. Eastern, and that's Sunday, Tuesday and Thursday. That is so amazing. Thank you so much. Any uh, words, last words of advice, uh, words of wisdom for uh, our listeners tonight? I just uh, hope that everybody really trusts themselves and their paths. You know, your experience is exactly what it's supposed to be. And I know sometimes that means it's really, really hard. And you want to say like, no, it's not supposed to be this way. Um, and it isn't essentially, but it is in that moment. And there's something out of it that you're meant to polish, you know, just like the diamond, like compress it into something beautiful. And you're going to do that. Uh, and that's going to be your gift to the world as well. So just keep going uh, and make the best out of this um, thing that might seem cruddy at the moment. And just know that inside of you is the only compass that you'll ever need. Uh, and it'll that, always, that's why it'll I asked this function. question. Yep. That's why I asked it because I knew you would have something great. I did mention this. I did allude to this at the beginning, but I admire you greatly for, for um, recognizing the trauma and your, all your life experiences and how they've culminated into you channeling and going down a path of just offering something very beautiful to the world. So thank you so much. There's a lot of people that appreciate you for that. 
I would love to have you back. So we'll schedule that. And I really want to say thank you to Channel Energy for this. Nicole, you are a skilled interviewer and you ask great questions. Well, thank you so much. But Lindsay makes it really easy. So um, <laughs> well, thank so thank you, you so much for uh, tonight. Again, uh, her website is rogueways.org there. So make sure to visit that. Can't wait to have you back on again. And uh, my advice for tonight, my ending advice, I guess, is do not go where the path may lead. Uh, go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for tonight. And uh, to our listeners, hope everyone has a fabulous weekend. And we will see you next week with guest Matthew Stapley. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you.